Hey everyone, just before we start, I just wanted to let you guys know I did record this episode with Sonia in October and the situation in Poland, we do discuss the abortion law that was changed on the 22nd of October. Just wanted to say, and Sonia wanted to clarify, the law wasn't published yet by the Constitutional Tribunal and the news in Poland that was just announced last week, so in December now, with the government saying that they were pressing the Constitutional Tribunal to announce a new law. So we just didn't want to sound misleading uh, just because obviously we recorded this in the past. So just a little FYI when you are listening. Enjoy the episode. guys, welcome back to another episode of Strip by Sia, your podcast for strippers, sex workers, and all the fancy naked people in between. I am Steph Sia, aka Kimchi, your host. I am a former exotic dancer, digital content creator, former sugar baby, all of the things. Now a civilian worker due to the pandemic. <laughs> It's been an interesting time, but of course, this podcast is not about me. It's not for me. It's for you guys all listening here. So uh, we have a really interesting guest joining us today all the way from Poland. So I'm recording. It's, it's morning over here where I am. It's evening where she is. So Sonia joins us all the way from Poland. Uh, she was a dancer based in the UK, in London specifically. We are going to be talking about activism. We're talking about sex worker unions, sex worker rights, and lack thereof, as well as the current climate situation in Poland when it comes to women's bodies, new abortion laws that are pretty much outrageous, (laughs) I want to say. We're going to get into it all. So, Sonia, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hello. Hey, it's great to, great to uh, be a part of your podcast. I must say that I've been admiring your work and I've been following the podcast since last year. And actually, that was the first podcast I discovered when I could hear some interesting conversations with ProDoms. So, yay! of it now. This is so excellent. And thank you so much for the kind words. I really, really do appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> But enough about me. I really want the audience to get to know you as a person. You as a sex worker, what do you do, who you are? Because I feel like I just touched the surface of everything because you do a lot. So (laughs) what? I've been been involved in sex work for past eight years. I started as a stripper uh, back in Poland. Mm -hmm. I've been dancing in clubs for around uh, four years. Then I moved to London for studies exchange and after finishing the exchange I just decided to stay there, continue uh, working in strip club to just save some money for additional studies. Right. Uh, which unfortunately, because it's very hard to save money in London, <laughs> yes. uh, never really happened. So although I got to the university, I wanted to finish my degree. Yeah, the situation just never let me to just take a year off and just, you know, finish my master's degree in cultural studies, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Who actually needs that? Right, Um, right. (laughs) So I've been dancing and performing in uh, London. Right. Uh, Recently, that is March this year. 
I moved back to Poland due to pandemic and uh, I was lucky enough to get a job like an office job so that's something a bit different but I'm doing um, a bit of domination on the side uh, just to get like extra extra income but it's like soft kind of like sessions nothing like too much of a sadist um that's okay (laughs) that's in a like very like uh general approach to uh work um Mm -hmm. i've been also involved in activism yes and since 2016 when there were first um restriction of the abortion law in poland i was involved with um Polish group called uh, Dziwucha Okay, what does that mean? And so Dziwucha is like a Polish kind of like folk term for a strong uh, girl. Okay. Um, it has a bit of this kind of like uh, attitude of a power, but also like standing your ground. Um, so uh, the term Dziwucha in a very easy translation in poly, uh, in English, sorry, would be girl, basically. Cool. Um, so I joined also the group, which was equivalent of that group uh, back in London when I went for my studies mm-hmm. and been active with those groups uh, when we were uh, assisting uh, any protests which were relevant to the situations that were happening in Poland in regards to the politics. Uh, right. Again, restrictions, the, the abortion law, records, and everything that was going on basically since the right-wing government won the elections and just started to making our country seriously Catholic and very oh. closed and oh. um, all of the bad. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, not a good combination. Been, uh, working with. Um, loads of different people and organizations and then literally in 2017 um, or late 2016 I discovered in London East London Strippers Collective oh, yes. which was collective based for strippers only Yes, and it was like a game changer for me because I just couldn't imagine that something like this could uh, exist. Exists. I mean, collective of strippers that was uh, going towards the people to educate them, hosting some live events. Also, for fun, I mean, that was like education joined together with some entertainment. So there were like live drawing, um, cool. extra themed parties when dancers were performing and people could uh, tip the strippers and also uh, get to know them. Right. And also just meet them outside uh, the work. Uh, so that was really cool. They Very also cool. done a lot of uh, work in terms of um, activism, cooperating with uh, organizations like Women's Strike or Amnesty International. Wow. Um, so that was the first time when I uh, got involved in activism in regards right. to sex workers. Yeah. Wow. And, then literally uh, a year later in 2018 there was a union uh, formed sex workers only yes and that was from the branch of united voices of the world yes it was a coalition work of uh, campaign decrim now which um, is for uh, full decriminalization of the sex work Right. Postdoc project and also a uh, women's assembly that organizes women's strike uh, in UK. 
Cool. And also Islam Strippers Collective and other groups like uh, Swarm, so uh, sex workers, uh, adv- advocacy rights group. And also uh, we were working uh, at some point with uh, English Strippers Collective and the prostitutes. Wow. Um, so you guys are very involved. Managed, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was quite quite a big thing. And yeah. uh, on the first meeting we had over hundred people in a room. Wow. So for the first meeting. Yeah, that's a good turnout. Yeah, yeah. It, it was around like hundred twenty if I if I remember uh correctly. And the plan was to start with the strippers because they are the most, let's say privileged and seen in the society, noticed and accepted by them, uh, I mean, by the society as mm-hmm. per work they do. Right. Like, their job is um, the least stigmatized in comparison with full body work or uh, right. other services which have uh, less of the room to talk about because they're just, like, literally not accepted. Yeah. Or there is serious danger about talking uh, about uh, things because it's related to the law that just could restrict your... uh, Your speech? Restrict, I mean, could could at some point... uh, Oh, this is the one where we need to probably cut it because (laughs) I'm just moving my tongue. No, that's okay, it's okay. uh, (laughs) with, with, with um, With the... abolitionism and abolition of sex work and right. to be like very careful about what, what details you, say. you give about yourself in regards to your job so obviously uh for a full time or part-time or just a full sex, full-time <laughs> sex worker sorry <laughs> no, that's okay. it would be much more harder to speak about problems of the job oh and, i see um all of the problems in regards to the industry right. done for a stripper who is already, let's say, recognized in the society. Her job is not that stigmatized. Right. And There's different in levels. Much more part, yeah, and in much and most importantly, her job is uh, legalized because uh, right. it's just a self-independent job. I mean... Um, or contracting. I, yeah, yeah. As, as a self-independent uh, contractor or self-employment. Right. So that's totally different situation when you're like <laughs> uh working for example in a brothel right right yeah but what 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 we aimed to do with the union was to give the voice to the strippers first and start the revolution with them so it can bring more room oh for other sex workers i see okay fight for the workers rights in other industries as well. Okay. So our mm-hmm, that's our, the start our of main, it. main focus, our main sorry. No, our that's main okay. Focus <laughs> was to fight for recognition, workers' rights. Yes. And then obviously uh, going to other industries and get full deck cream in all of the uh, branches of the work. Wow. Um. So we were unionizing the strippers firstly. And we had our two weeks meetings and strategy for how to speak with people, how to get them involved. We appeared on the strike against Stan Foster in 2018 in front of the British Parliament in in London. And we've been also preparing for um, Women's March on the 8th of March in the next year. Yeah, International Women's Day. Uh, we also hold some, you know, uh, social events like parties when we could uh, raise some funds for uh, sex workers or also for people from different branches like, uh, for example, the cleaners. 
So yeah. it was once a joint party in 2018 we did with the union when one workers were supported and others. Mm-hmm. And this time we also could, could, you know, like use our like different kind of like cultures in terms of like working cultures and, you know, perspective of work. Right. Where we do something completely different, but on the other hand, we face uh, same problems as unfair working conditions. Right. And here is And here is the whole thing with... Uh, stripping and sex working but I'm gonna focus on stripping now because this is what my case in employment tribunal was focused on right Um, well let's wait let's start back mm -hmm. with your history in terms of like how you got started with dancing and then we'll slowly make our way over to your win with the employment tribunal how about that I want people to get to know yeah. you as well. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Yeah. How did, how did you get so, started? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. No, that's <laughs> that okay. Kind of like, that was kind of like a really like quick jump because <laughs> kind of like activism was like something I'm even like, you know, involved in now. Oh, no. I can, <laughs> I can tell. Process. Yeah. You are so, so passionate dancing. about it. Like I can tell like how <laughs> fired up you are about it. And I'm just so amazed at how much how involved you are and like we need more people like you but I also want to know like your background too and how that relates and then we yeah. can kind of go into it so <laughs> let's start from uh, history 101 with Sonia <laughs> how you started right. okay <laughs> so I've been always passionate about dancing and when I was a little girl you know as uh, most of the people you hosted here uh, would say when I was little I had those dreams and I to be either prima ballerina or an actress none okay. of this got fulfilled but no. i've been attending various dancing classes since i was a child basically and okay. uh, had loads of different interests in like disco dances latin dances oh, uh, hip-hop and dance hall awesome and how, I, <laughs> how i become a stripper well, yes <laughs> i'm not sure if i would think about it myself but okay. it was quite a random that when I moved to Krakow for my studies, I just uh, met a guy who was inviting people uh, to the clubs. Okay. And uh, <laughs> I told him that um, I was, uh, you know, interested in dancing, that I've been like currently like looking for a job, but I was like working as a waitress in a restaurant. And he was right. like, why wouldn't you try going to the strip club? And I was like, <laughs> hmm. Because, you know, I'm not going to make it for money. Yeah. But, he was, but you could at least try. And yeah. so I did. And I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> fun. I, 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 li- I like the fact that I had my own stage. I had my own show. Yes. And, you know, like, I'm the person that is very, like, talkative, sociable, but I also like getting the attention. So <laughs> being on stage uh, didn't bother me at all. I, in fact, like, it gave me, like, extra excitement. Oh, um, good excitement sorry yeah <laughs> so um although I did feel uh, I did feel like I would I wasn't like 100% you know confident with you know taking my bra off being like yeah here are my boobs look at them everyone they're like awesome or something like that yeah. Not at all. <laughs> but but because I saw that everyone was like doing it like you know it, it was this job you know yeah. I was like there's like nothing wrong with it. I'm I'm not ashamed of it because this is my own body and you know, I'm just gonna like use my body to, you know, earn money now. And yeah. 
why not? Why that would be like not okay? Until I'm all right with it, like you know, doing it, that's fine. So that's kind of like reflection I had to, uh, in my head when I was like 19 years old <laughs> because that's when I started. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I was quite. I would say mature and aware of stuff uh, when you know I decided to do this job because right. I stayed in this club for like a week. Uh, then I had a break because I went for holidays with my family. Okay, <laughs> and then I decided after a few months that I would get back to this business. Yeah, although I kind of even didn't need any additional money because I had a scholarship and that was enough to cover my bills and you know have some oh, money for other stuff. But I wanted to be independent. I mm-hmm. I wanted to have an additional income. Yes. The only thing was like I wasn't sure about how it would go in terms of my anonymity. Krakow is quite a small, small city. city. This is where I started. Right. I was you know studying at the university, which is pillar. So I was like, hmm, people will recognize my face, my tattoos. Yeah. Hmm. So I just decided to take, I mean, to choose one of the clubs, which was completely outside of the city center, like, oh. like so far away <laughs> that you would need to take like bus and go like for about like, I don't know, 45 minutes. Oh my God. Quite a lot, a lot. <laughs> well, smart um, though, smart, you know, not um, want to be identified, so... But then I moved to the city center and I was working on the main market square after a year because I was like, I kind of like don't care. Uh, <laughs> Good for you. I, ne- I, I, never, I never had a situation when somebody did recognize me. But once I managed to work with a girl who had the same teacher as I did at my uni. So we're laughing that we're probably seeing each other at some classes and later we actually had the same lectures together. Oh, so, did you? <laughs> yeah. Small world. And then, um, and then I moved to London. Right. And I kind of had to work as a stripper because I didn't have any perspective to find a job with, you know, bachelor degree in right. cultural studies and no previous uh, job you know job experience, experience right apart from some music or film festivals when I was an assistant so you know that's really nothing and I kind of didn't want to go back to stripping because I was aware that it was much harder in London um, mm-hmm. I mean uh, clubs were bigger you had to pay the house fee right um, and also Customers were behaving completely in a different way. I mean, oh, in what do you mean? Poland, and in Poland, when you have British guys, they will be so relaxed because they are like on holidays, right? So they will spend money on the private dances, on VIPs, or whatever. Yeah, you won't need to spend like I don't know, thirty minutes or an hour to get a single dance for twenty pounds. So, oh my god, <laughs> uh, that's 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 terrible. And, yeah, uh, there are people like this uh, in 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 London that they just come to the pub regularly. They will pay a pound to a jar to see a stage show, and that will be it. And it. Oh my sometimes, god! Sometimes they will just get the dance and you know you will need to waste your time because for example there'll be two little people and uh, you will need that 20 pounds in your pocket to pay the house fee for example right so, oh my god um, so <laughs> I think uh, British people are quite uh, quite they, they can be quite hard I mean mm. they're not that willing to spend their money they're in their like own country they tend to be a bit reserved and cold 
but oh. on the other hand when they will be on vacation in in just like different place yeah uh not in uk i mean they'll be you know going completely wild they'll be spending their money that's they interesting won't even bother how much that's crazy <laughs> that's such an interesting yeah. observation yeah i think it's bizarre just like, you know that the, the, the class conflict like they feel kind of like restrained their own country their own, country? Their, like, own culture right but, yeah exactly but then when they're like going for vacation they're like completely you know <laughs> loose and free it's a different story to, <laughs> yeah to, to do whatever they wish can i ask um, you a quick question yeah. um like in terms of sex work and stripping in poland versus the uk is mm-hmm. it completely different? Because I had thought, or not thought, I had a guest on before who's a dancer in the UK years ago. She said, you don't get topless on stage and it was a bit different as opposed to, say, here in Canada, you're expected to get fully nude. Is that something yeah. that's the same in Poland or how, how does that differ? So it depends on the on the, on the city, club. to be honest. Because, oh. for example, when when I was dancing, uh, it was only uh, topless on stage. But for mm. example, in Warsaw, in the capital, mm. you have to go fully nude. And oh. there is no such thing like uh, like one's lotte collection or anything uh, before you're gonna present yourself um, on the stage. We used to have a daily salary. Okay. So back when I was dancing, we had you know like. 10 slots per hour, so I know like 50 slots, which is nothing like in dollars in UK, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. There was a salary back in days when I was dancing like four years ago. Yeah. Uh, Now it's changed and you don't receive anything. And basically the rules are in terms of like provisions and prices also went up within the years. So I remember when I was dancing back in Poland, a private dance was a hundred and it was, you know, 50, 50. So mm. half for the club, half, half for yourself. For oh my gosh. Yeah. Now, now the price is like 240 or like 200. And for example, your provision from this is like 30%. 30%? So that is a joke. Yeah. Oh my the, gosh. The situation, the situation in the Poland got really tightened up in regards to the club because of um, the government two different factors so one thing is the government that uh, forbade to advertise uh, the the clubs in the streets so like no news no leaflets no signs or whatever and that was since like 2015 when they uh, won first election and then another thing is we have a bunch of club, which is like our national mafia. Okay. I don't want to uh, <laughs> uh, give a name because all the Polish people that they will listen to this podcast will know what I'm talking about. Okay. And basically, if you Google yourself, you know, Polish strip clubs, mafia, you'll have their name. Um, basically, they uh, started to taking the industry in the lead back in... I think it was 2012, 13. Oh, wow. And starting, okay. starting like the networking with the club and setting like new rules in terms of uh, people working in the club, mainly women. So, okay. Oh, actually, only women. Um, <laughs> uh, as for dancers, as for dancers, right. um, uh, setting up different prices and provisions and just the whole working model. Oh. And later they've been like, uh, they've, been, they've been doing like 
horrible things to the customers, like oh. getting them completely drunk or stuff on, you know, like uh, drugs and making them sign some documents so they were taking a loan from the club themselves. What? Seriously. Holy clearing, crap. They're like clearing their like credit accounts and accounts wasn't enough in terms no. of what they're doing. Like they've been going like uh like completely cruel. How and, do you even do and that? The, oh and the God. worst thing, the way they've been doing it at some point when the court was trying to look it up and to judge them, it was like they were doing it quite legally because like they were oh. presenting like a serious documents of like getting along from them to the customer and the customers was like giving their signature. Oh my of course God. the customer was completely not aware of what he was doing. No, of course not. Um that's like but, hustler you know, style. <laughs> oh my god. You know, double double prizes for the dances and for the drinks of that's not enough. So, oh my god. Uh, it's been crazy and you know, <laughs> police was running checkups on those places with the dogs and finding like people like completely high and being unaware of what's going on. Customers yeah. were like, you know, celebrities, politicians, whatever. But they never managed to change the scraps and close them down. Mm. So they ju- they just forbade the forbade them to operate as as entertainment venues okay so what the owner did he he just changed the name of the clubs like various different names so so the company is still operating underneath this guy's name really we have literally like in krakow for example most of the clubs that were like independent they had their like own bosses managers whatever but since one of those mafia clubs appeared <laughs> at some point in the market square they just started during like concert and you know just you know um persuading the owners of the different club to start working with them oh my god their system it was like good to make make, make money and like they exploit the girls massively oh. like not only that you will get some like stupid fines for i don't know not going on the uh pole like up and doing star trick or i know wearing inappropriate clothes in, according to the club uh, oh. but they would literally like force you to stay in the club for 15 hours so the, the, the things are going there are completely inhuman so how can they uh, even do yeah, that that's um, wild yeah because like nobody like controls it and <laughs> that's the whole thing super crap so, uh, that's that this kind of law thing um with employment like you either work uh, as a self-employed and you get the contract with the club which actually like means nothing like it's up to you if you're gonna have uh, you know paying your taxes or not right Wow. But often nobody you know registers because at some point you would need to say that you're a dancer, you're a performer. So mm. you know those kind of things in Poland. If you don't want to be identified uh, as a sex worker, stripper, whoever, yep. Um, you know it's quite tricky. So yeah. people often just don't do that. It's so that was a long safer. anecdote about politics and situation of no that's okay in poland yeah well I mean, you're the first dancer from poland to speak on the show so i really like this is super in depth and i really do appreciate all the information oh, you're giving us i'm, I'm glad now so this, the situation in general is it's just fucked. I mean, yeah it's completely like, fucked it's, it's 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 quite it's quite hard to make good money because you know, things are getting more expensive. Yes. Now, you know, there's less and less customers in the venues because of the pandemic. Yeah. Strip clubs were shut down for some moment uh, at the beginning of the lockdown in, uh, in March. March, then right. they reopened. And, you know, like, still, although there's some sort of, like, 
safety restrictions so you know less people and stuff for example mm-hmm. there were like different hour opening hours for the club when the lockdown eased a bit uh, in um they were under in control spring. yeah yeah i mean like there were different opening hours so for example the club was, were open in the day and then they were like closing around like 10 p.m or something like that oh yeah super um, early yeah with curfew and yeah. stuff Exactly. And, and and now, because we are about to have the curfew, we're not sure if 100%, but that's what news go. And, you know, we, we might enter the uh, lockdown really soon because the restrictions in Poland are now really high. And, you know, shops got closed down, oh, yeah. as a lot of other stuff. So, uh, yeah. you know, you can't be 100% aware what's going to, I mean, 100% sure what's going to be now. Uh, with the clubs Uh, but in general it's just hard because you know just the fact that uh, the promotion of the clubs was restricted back in 2015 right um so getting customers inside is a bit uh, you know harder now we don't have the tourists so you know as most of the industries like gastronomy and restaurants uh you know Mm -hmm. we're using tourism as main source of you know uh, greater income you know, we missed that in Poland too. And right. um, other stuff, you know, as per law, you're entitled to nothing if you're a stripper because right. nobody nobody gives a shit no about No one cares what you about, do yeah. According, according to the law, your job doesn't exist in any papers, in any contract. So right. you can't have insurance, you can't have any allowance, I like maternity leave, uh, you, you can't have like any rights. So yeah, that's it the, doesn't exist. That's, that's the problem. Yeah, right. we have uh, we have the coalition of uh, sex workers here in Poland. Um, okay, tell us about that. Sex, it's uh, Sex Work Polska. Okay. And that was set up in 2015 and their main goal is to rich sex workers fight for the cream and they've done so much since that then they they do the outreach so they go to uh, mainly full body workers to find out about their working conditions to protect them give them some help so they sort out flats for example they sort out lawyers they sort out doctors like you know for example um therapists or people you need to go through when you are getting like really like sick like gynecologists oh wow that's and great they also got like workshops about self-defense they organize workshops about uh you know um, so they, they mean, provide uh, a lot of services to sex workers then and is this something that's obviously not government funded is it or is it something no, that's no, good no, non-profit no, no, no. right the, so the, the collective uh, works from funds from feminist organization okay and uh, we need to add that not all feminist organizations are pro-sex work and right. pro the cream yes uh, so, so true. we have our little uh, internal um war with feminists over here who are saying you know Sex work should be like uh, prohibited completely. Oh and, gosh, you know, yeah, that, that whole other to, side. <laughs> yeah, we, we need to we need to help sex workers by taking their jobs away from them. So, oh gosh, um, those ones exist one too. I, I'm glad you brought that up too because, as you said, not all feminism, not all feminists support sex work, mm-hmm. which is crazy to me. <laughs> to me, I feel yeah. like those two should just go hand in hand. But I think. <laughs> People who who have never experienced a job or had no friends or 
like any people in it yeah and have this false image that this is only about trafficking this is only about going to this work because it's some sort of marginalized job that everyone can do because it's so easy and it costs you nothing <laughs> and only people who have no studies uh come from uh you know like lower um, soci- socioeconomic status like all yeah, that stereotypical or, or, bullshit know, have, have like some sort of like pathology like background so like no family or like violence in the family or yeah. you know, they're addicted to drugs alcohol you know go and do this job because oh my god what they do they just waste themselves you know they're <laughs> becoming worse version of themselves so they can go like absolutely to the like bottom and then just like take this money but actually waste their like dignity and respect so oh they're like, actually like you know dying and we just oh need to gosh. protect them <laughs> so that's, that's the approach those you know uh some like you know um I would call it like extraordinary because it's such um, an old school way of thinking yeah yeah. Yeah, it's just not progressive Um, at all so but wait let's go back to you going back to London so you're back in that storyline and you started you didn't want to continue stripping but you had to obviously well London's really expensive first of all (laughs) and uh, yeah tell us about your time there sorry no it's okay tell us about your experience in London dancing there and how that led to your win with um, sex reunion basically um when I decided that I'll continue working and you know focus myself on dancing Mm -hmm. I also had my uh, small little dream about pushing performing. Oh, okay. Uh, like making my own shows, which will be, you know, pole dancing stuff. Yes. Linked with some techno music, which I love. So <laughs> I decided that apart from doing stripping, I would, uh, you know, try to push some energy into doing something I always dreamt of. And Great. at the same time, when I was trying to concentrate on it, as I mentioned, East London Strippers Collective uh, occurred to be like one big game changer for me and I find out like wow collective for strippers so um, you know at one hand uh, you could you know perform the one and have some fun and meet some people you know uh, from the industry but also like actively work in the field to educate the society right to, you know fight the stigma and also at, at at some point, you know, uh, I think that's the kind of like most important things that happened to me in London when mm-hmm. um, I uh, had this comparison between working in Poland and there is like, I could finally be part of the community and be proud about what I do and, you know, who I am. Right. And not like, you know, thinking if somebody's like following me on the streets and seeing me, I'm entering the club or recognize me at the university, like, yeah, Damn, she's a stripper, you know, right. and saying some disgraceful things. Because, you know, we had the community over here in London. It wasn't, you know, that much stigmatized as other like sex work professions. And right. uh, as, as I mentioned, this, this, union with collective gave me like so much power and I, I literally felt like super happy and super proud that you know we can do things together we can go towards the people teach them about that you know open their like narrow-minded you know <laughs> attitudes and change their brains uh, but also you know feel you know very like powerful about ourselves and you know that the whole community right and later you know, a year after I found the collective, 
the union appeared and it was built up by the whole organizations I listed. Um, right. And that's, uh, th- that's the term when we focused uh, with, I mean, we got we got this major focus on changing working conditions in the Good. clubs yes. with the strippers. Can you, can you tell they, us a little mm-hmm. bit about what those conditions are like yeah. in London? Because, sure. I mean, it's pretty shitty here in Canada. <laughs> um, but I want, I want to hear mm-hmm. about what it's like in the UK, especially London. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. So, about the law, most of the dancers in UK will get the contract of their club that defines their job as a self-employment or they will be told this is a a self-independent form of contract. Right. And what the thing is, which is uh, paradoxical in line with, and not in line with the self-employment definition in regards of the law, Mm -hmm. is that the contracts will tell you how many hours you need to work in a month or in a week, how many shifts you need to book within a week, Okay. Uh, how do you need to look like, Uh, what kind of heels or shoes wear, how your nails have to be done, how the hair needs to look like, how many times during the shift you will need to change, what's the uh, minimum amount of shifts you can do, or general which days you can work and which can't. You can just leave the club the way you want, you need to book your holidays in advance. So there's a list of conditions you just need to fulfill to work in a club. Those are very specific, very, very specific things. Yeah. For a contractor. Okay, interesting. And also, you can lose your job and you break one of those. Really? uh, that doesn't really go in hand with the definition of self-employment. Yeah, I was just going to say. basically, you're your own boss. And, exactly. You, know, um, you make your own hours, you know, you set your own terms, yeah. but those parameters are very specific. That does yeah. not sound like contract work. Exactly. Right. So here is the paradoxical thing. You are giving the contract which actually describes the condition of a worker. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you are told you're a self-employee or independent contractor. Right. And you believe you're self-employed because you are told so on the contract, so you pay your taxes or not, uh, (laughs) as a self-employed person. Right. And you also strongly believe, you know, this is what it returns. This is what it's written. This is what uh, the system says. So this is how the situation looks like. And... You know, yeah, it's, it's everywhere like this. Uh, why to change it? <laughs> and, yeah, and then and then a person who is a lawyer comes and say, "Well, hey, uh, this is completely not true. This is no. completely bullshit. This is paradox. Uh, yeah. You've got it's like minimum wage, uh, holiday leave, maternity leave. Uh, you've got the rights to unionize, and you've got the protection from the whistleblowing. You've right. got all of that because actually." in like looking to this contract you are a worker yeah exactly but But you don't get those rights yeah but then the problem is some strippers don't believe it they 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 see that the information are you know just paradoxical towards uh, what the worker status is defined and what the self-employment but still they believe that the club system is right. And really? what the bosses and managers say 
is correct and we shouldn't, you know, disobey, misbehave because we can be in trouble. Right. So uh, I, you know, I had friends who were trying to unionize uh, strippers at work. I, okay. I was trying to get some friends on board too, but I just didn't manage because girls were simply not interested. They, they were saying like, oh, I, I don't believe the system can be changed. You know, house right. fee is, is a normal thing. Like, you know, it doesn't matter. It's something you need to pay it out of your pocket because you just didn't earn anything. Mm. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, from, from one thing, they were kind of like afraid, kind of just not interested. Okay. But they were also like very protective towards the managers. Why do you think they, that is? Because, you know, they felt grateful they were working in a place which um, always full of, you know, um, customers and stuff. So okay. I think some of them, they just didn't want to get involved in because they wouldn't like to have any trouble. Right. Yeah. Um, That's a legitimate fear. You know, like, you know, don't want to get any trouble. Don't want to stir the pot. Don't want to get fired. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there could be a lot of factors why they didn't want to. Yeah. So, so um I've been uh, trying always to, you know, talk about the union. I've been, like, you know, doing some online work in regards to it. Uh, I was, you know, talking with people. If I was, you know, having some, you know, random talks about the parties and somebody occurred to be a sex worker, I was, like, you know, interested in the topic. And then in 2018, late November, I was fired from the club. Okay. So, is, that, is that because they found out that you are trying to get people to gather with you? To, um, or is it for know. other reasons? Uh, or I don't know. I don't know. Probably I will, I will never find out, to be honest. <laughs> Big question mark. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. And um, I decided to consult with the union. Okay. And I was advised that we could try to sue the club for the worker status because according to the law, the contract was just incorrect and I'm entitled to be paid my holiday pay, sick leaves, etc. Right. And basically the whole contract has to be, you know, argued because it says something different mm-hmm. which is defined by british law as a self-employment right so what we actually have in paper is a description of a worker yeah exactly um, so so how did you get this that, case together mm-hmm. and how did you approach i guess yeah. suing them and, and pursuing that legal was, that, was, that was that was a very long process <laughs> i bet so <laughs> Firstly, firstly, we had to gather up the information. We were also in touch with the club because we didn't want to go straight to the court. We wanted to get them changed chance of a settlement, but they yeah. just didn't accept it. Okay. So it escalated further. Meanwhile, we had our first sex workers protest in uh, March uh, 2019. Okay, yeah. And that was also a big event for you know sex workers and i remember it was like eight degrees it was raining and we just marched through the whole soho through the piccadilly square and we danced on eros fontaine uh together with some strippers and other sex workers yes uh, to different tunes we know with uh, with words like sex works work (laughs) yes a stripper smash the stigma and it was very powerful event uh I think it was around like uh, ten thousand or eight thousand uh, people gathered that really uh, wow that day, and you know Great. it was an event that was just like you know two or three hours, and you know yeah. there was loads of different protests the same day because it was eight March. Yes. Um, so uh, 
people, you know, specifically from the industry gathered and we've been on the streets and we shut down the whole Soho and it was so powerful. That's excellent. (laughs) Yeah. And and that, you know, gave me um, another like power to think about that this whole case is like definitely a good thing and, you know, that I'm not kind of like afraid to pursuing it in court because, you know, I could just back off. Yeah. Um, and uh, what we did is uh, we were gathering the material. We got the hearing date and because it's not that easy to get the dates, uh, you know, straight away, we had to wait till uh, 2020. And wow. we had the hearing in uh, mid of uh, February. Yes. And then we had the public verdict because it was a public hearing, um, so anyone could uh, join Attend. during the process as an audience. Great. We got the news um, at the end of the February, and then we we managed to celebrate it on another eight of March, <laughs> in 2020, which was a great thing. Um, Perfect because, timing. You know. Yeah. Exactly. And. Um, uh, the union's been, you know, working actively through this whole time. Yeah. You know, we had a few other uh, cases open with uh, other dancers and, you know, they managed to settle their cases and got some, you know, repayment due to that. We had another winner uh, recently after, oh. after I think, a few times uh, since my win. It wasn't about the worker status, but um, it was also paying out it's not the reparation, but uh, it, it was also the the pay from the club that uh, the money that the club that they owed, owed? Uh, to the dancer. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, wow, big you know, wins, big we, wins overall. Yeah, the the union the union is amazing. You know, during the lockdown, uh, they uh, made up an online event called Cybertees. Okay, <laughs> what's that about? Could, uh, you know, join on the Zoom to see girls and guys, and you know loads of different people performing cool uh, and uh you know we were like splitting the share between us and it, it, it's so amazing that uh you can organize something like very quickly um mm-hmm. and you know it's been just an idea that emerged in um march and just 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 after the first lockdown right and the girls are still running um regular shows okay uh, yeah, so Cyber don't check them out. Yeah, we'll plug yeah. that in the links at the very end of the show. I'm gonna, I'm trying to keep note of all the things that I need to kind of promote. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's, there's kind of like a lot of organizations I've already named. <laughs> totally, we're gonna put links at the very end. They should be in the show notes if you guys are listening. Sure. Feel free to click on them. Um, but I guess in terms of activism, again, I, I want to bring it back to Poland too, because obviously mm-hmm. there's a brand new, pretty much anti-abortion law that was just finalized on the 30th of October, so not too long ago. And basically, (laughs) the only acceptable case or situation where a woman can have an abortion is in rape or incest cases. So basically, the government of Poland is trying to govern women's bodies and telling them what they can and cannot do, which to me is super dangerous super unprogressive it's just taking a bunch of steps backwards uh were you at those those protests as well because i know those were pretty big there's a lot of media on that yeah tell us about that so i just wanted to add that uh there there is also like a still available option to make an abortion if the if the 
if the lives of the mother is in danger. Oh, okay. But the, the most important thing that was usually uh, causing the abortion, I mean, the one of the law that was allowing us was when the fetus was um, just disformed, so disformed, which means the child would be brought up onto the world like you know being completely like sick or right. i don't know without eyes without hands oh. and now women are literally forced to um you know give a birth to the little monsters and oh i gosh. mean you know have their very life in a in a supplement and also uh suffer themselves because uh, i just don't yeah I, I just don't imagine why would you push someone to go through this yeah and then also force somebody to leave if their whole life would be like dependable on other people and they wouldn't be able like to have normal life because exactly we can't you know say that people who be having no arms or no legs at the same time would be like super happy that like on this earth yeah uh, this is that's awful. actually my opinion <laughs> yeah um so people were gathering on streets since uh, then, and they've been protesting in big cities and small cities. Mm-hmm. We had one big event last week. Was it last week, Wednesday? God, to be honest, like I lost track <laughs> of those events already because like every day something is happening. Yeah, uh, yeah. Last uh, last uh, weekend, for example, we couldn't um, gather, so there were like small actions, like you know, playing music out loud, like specific type of music out loud as a right. sort of like solidarity um, sure. then uh then we had a massive event uh it was uh last week uh wednesday when there were like big protests in warsaw i, I mean over like hundred thousand like wow. people you know gathered on the streets uh, really it was, it was on, like thirty thousand that was definitely like the amount of people that was in krakow that's incredible and, you know, people are shouting, like, fuck the government. Yeah, no Not kidding. fuck the government. Like, fuck <laughs> the government, yes, but, you know, fuck <laughs> justice. Yeah. Uh, you know, fuck the clergy. Uh, get the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, you know, my body, my choice. Uh, For and sure. There is a big thing about, uh, you know, protests and and linking, not um, linking, but uh, the thing that it literally, like, uh, like makes the generation come together so you know right. people from younger generation now this generation but also like old people really are also you know being supporting so that's amazing support being supportive sorry yeah so so there is this power but uh. can't tell what's gonna be next because uh what what we see in the media now is that uh um the government is trying to slow accepting the uh, law by um, the uh, by the parliament uh, oh. by you know accessing the lockdown now. So they think the protesters will just get tired and there will be like less and less people on the streets and you know they won't be that you know much shouting and uh, they'll just resign. But I think from what we saw within the last few weeks yeah it's just it it doesn't stop and you know there is this big power about uh, small cities and villages okay and you see teenagers you know talking with <laughs> talking or shouting to <laughs> the priests who are you know trying to uh, make them you know believe that they're like sinning or something like that because oh. they're joining the protest 
Really? Um, yeah, there's also like big propaganda of politicians who believe and say in media that the spread of coronavirus is because of the activists and the women's strike. What? So they're uh, making that yeah. claim. They. Oh my god. I mean, <laughs> that's a, that's a new one. I haven't heard of that one yet. Propaganda <laughs> in Polish media is something just normal since 2015 because basically wow. all of the media are owned by the government and right. you can only hear and see the news. Uh, the way the government they want to present How they want it to shape it. make the people believe yeah right so gosh. for example they they give they give misleading information or they build also like hey you know this is now we are like talking about abortion but you know this goes also uh, to the problems that the government makes with uh, in regards to lgbt uh, plus communities you know uh, Polish president calling them not humans. Oh my and, god! Uh, you know, saying they have no rights or oh, that. Uh, I didn't realize it was that bad. Stuff. Yeah, no, yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, I'm really I mean, sorry to hear that. We had we had we had massive protests in in summer this year because basically before we had the election, the president said that LGBT people. Are not people. Oh my god. Um, so, you know, the sort of idea that they're not normal, that they shouldn't be existing in the society. I know if you ever heard about LGBT free zones, but this is another thing that really? uh, appeared uh, last year and was completely supported oh by the government, you know. I, oh my god, um, I can't believe all of this. This yeah, is super I mean, corrupt. Polish, Polish Nazi, you know, like, organizations are being uh, supported and paid by the government to go into, like, every, you know, a march of the tolerancy or, you know, oh my LGBT parades. So wow. they can just uh, stay against those people and uh, literally beat them up Jesus. and you know my, my heart breaks when I'm saying that because uh, this is such a it's not even like medieval ages no uh, I know it's 2020 but, like come on yeah I mean but it, it just all feels like it's going uh, backwards it but does yeah for sure I really do hope that with all of the process we have now uh, you know all, all over the Poland and also in other places uh, of the world because you mm -hmm. know the protests are joined not only within the Europe but also we had some in states we have some in Asia good good in Africa as well yeah when you can look at the map you'll see the the sign of the thunder like literally like, everywhere in the globe wow so i i really hope uh we're gonna you know turn to things um yeah hopefully happen, some change know, will happen fuck this government seriously <laughs> i literally I, I i literally hate it like so much i'm, I'm just i still no don't kidding. understand uh people who are you know, my age and see what this government been doing uh, with Poland and yeah. are still, you know, pro, you know, right-wing parties, so. Yeah, well, I mean, this has been an incredible, eye-opening conversation. You've shed light on so many different cracks in what's happening in Poland, and I'm so glad you were able to kind of get us up to speed in terms of, the politics there and also just what's happening it's just really sad to hear you know super sad but um, i mean 
but there are like some good things. I mean, like I think like the power we have right now together with women, together with LGBTQ communities, mm -hmm. you know, the, the thing like we're like supporting each other and we're like going on the yes. strike. Those strikes are going bigger and bigger, and we are not gonna stop until they're gonna do something and change something. Yeah, I think we have the potential to change things and i think that's why activism is also important yes. for me and being involved in to you know constantly like talking with others and you know getting involved in marches yeah. protests, demonstrations because without us doing something showing up you know things will things never will not change, change. So. exactly oh gosh well thank you again i Oh, there's a few questions here I want to ask too that yep. came from the audience as well. Um, I guess we can kind of go into that if you don't mind. So, sure. uh, first question is how can we get involved or show our support for Poland? Well, there is uh, loads of different ways. We have um, an open fund for sex workers, for example, we are speaking specifically about uh, this uh, so I can uh, send you the link yes, uh, it's, it's organized by uh, sex work Polska okay and the money goes for the most vulnerable in our community so those who lost the jobs completely or right. need um, the help as soon as possible okay you can always sign petitions. I know mm -hmm. there are different points of view on petitions, but <laughs> sure. uh, I think, uh, you know, signing anything uh, in the uh, internet won't cost too much and can always do something good. So we have yeah. a lot of with uh, like COVID, which is women's strike. We have even the petition raised by Amnesty International. So I can update you with all of the links. Yes, um, please. Yes, please. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely spreading a word to friends. I think you know, uh, making just people aware what's what's going on in different uh, in different parts of the world uh, always helps too. Mm -hmm. um, if you uh, can, you know, join forces into I don't know organizing some discussion tunnel, and if you would like to reach certain organizations like Sex Work Polska yep. or Women's Strike, so Strike Kobiet in Polish, or multiple other organizations well, like <laughs> Left Wing, for example, <laughs> and you would like to uh, join join the forces to, I don't know, host and even online, that can always, uh, always do. Um, for sure. I don't know if there is uh, probably massive other things as well, but that's the only thing I can think no, about. No, th those right are now. great. No, seriously, those are all great. And again, those links will be in the show notes. You guys have to check it out down below. Um, another question okay. here. Uh, do you have any tips for protesting in terms of safety and, I guess, protection? Or is it yeah. all very peaceful? Uh -huh. Or how, like, how, would you, how would you describe uh -huh. it? So definitely there is a big thing in Poland specifically now because people being arrested or being literally heard by the police. So first thing, uh, always go with someone, have the number of the lawyer written on your wrist, uh, at least one number, but better to have a, a few. Yeah know your rights so always get prepared in terms of reading how to refuse giving any explanation to the police uh, when they are 
trying to arrest you, don't speak at all, don't say the, anything, say you've got the right to get the lawyer and you'll be able to speak once you contact them, hence the number of your wrist. Um, there is whole procedure descriptive, uh, described sorry, okay. in the notes when we are going on every process with Polish people. So I think same applies to everyone in their like own country. So okay, yeah. you know, we need to check those rights probably best to contact person who is uh, really into the law or check, you know, general uh, things, as I mentioned before. So yeah. not getting into the dialogue and refuse to take uh, any sort of fine, any mm-hmm. sort of like arrest until you speak to your lawyer. Right. And always have somebody with you. Uh, other things of like safety, uh, pepper gas. Yep. I mean, you never know if something like completely crazy will attack you on the streets, which happens now a lot in Poland. Oh my gosh. Like we had a few weeks ago that uh, Polish polygon attacked left-wing uh, journalists on the streets. Oh my gosh. Which just literally ran on her and pushed her. We had also a guy who literally ran in a car. <laughs> Oh my over god! Over women on the streets too. So you know, people are. Are you kidding me? People are completely nuts. Yes, yeah. those things are happening. Jesus. And I mean, no, I'm not kidding. I mean, like seriously, those things. <laughs> no, are they happening. are happening. So, it's just wow. So um, good to have something, you know, uh, extra in case of situations like right. this. And there's a lot of anti-protesters, like seriously violent people, crazy people will be talking about you know us trying to take away the country oh, and gosh. the churches and the children all is so, going to have those people around yeah. right <laughs> yeah yeah she is okay and the last question here is are you ever worried about getting arrested no i don't know why but i've never feared uh being uh dragged by police for i don't know any sort of like uh you know, not interview, but mm-hmm. uh, investigation. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just, I just, just need to go on the streets. I, <laughs> I, and, and, you know, I participate in like shouting and doing everything with other people. And I kind of like don't fear the consequences yeah. um, so in terms brave. of, you know, police harassing me. Uh, right. And as I say, the descriptions of like uh, getting, uh, knowing your rights, yeah. First thing you need to remember. When Absolutely. Wow. Well, your bravery is so admirable. Your knowledge on all of this, sex worker unions, oh, and you. the political climate, everything. I'm just like, you have the answer for everything. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I, mean, I really don't feel like. <laughs> uh, but I'm, but I'm happy to share some sort of useful information for you guys. And, Definitely. Uh, you useful. know, I'm. Also following you, I'm following other sex workers. So, you know, I think we all learning from each, each other. other. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy I could help a bit here. Absolutely. It was so nice to have you on our show. But before I let you go, where can we find you? Again, whatever you want to promote here, feel free to share with us. Sure. So my Instagram and my Facebook is uh, I'm your electric girl. Uh, mm-hmm written all together okay i'm also on twitter as uh, i'm your electric girl and i also have a separate website when i try to do a little bit of a promo with uh, bdsm stuff but it just started so it's really little oh, so cool. that would be that would be twitter uh, madame underscore electric okay 
perfect. Yep. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And I'll be sure to promote that as well. So be sure to give her a like and a follow over there. But Thank you, guys. <laughs> that wraps it up for uh, today's episode. Thank you all for listening. It's Strip by Sia on Instagram or Sia Steph is my personal. Stay tuned for next week. It's going to be another exciting guest on to the show. So, yeah, keep on keeping on. Thanks again, Sonia, <laughs> for joining us. Thank you. Take care and all the best to you guys. Thank you. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye. You're listening to Strip by Sia, hosted, produced, and edited by Steph Sia, artwork by Maria Bellandorama, music by Ted D, and photography by Ian Dabern. Yeah. <laughs>